Welcome to Property Nomads Podcast, episode 371, UK Rail versus UK Flights Explained, uh, along with a live example. Received a bit of backlash from last week's episode about uh, cost of domestic air travel, the fact that it's down, why it's down, and then also having a bash at the Greens as well. So thought it would be good to do this episode to further my explanation, because I did say a few things last week. Uh, about the intricacies of the rail industry and that that wasn't the episode for it. So I'm going to do my best to try and explain a little bit more in this episode. Also, thanks to the people that pushed back on what I said. I'm not going to apologise for it. Uh, They're my thoughts. But it's always good to have a better debate and certainly a better explanation hence this episode so uk rail versus uk flights we spoke last week about uk flights domestic duty is down more flights are being added as a result so your uh, airlines such as ryanair opening up routes from uh, newquay to edinburgh and also bournemouth to edinburgh and the uk rail network in the last 12 months, well, I say the last 12 months, that the UK rail networks had issues for years and years and years with regards to the argument between nationalisation, privatisation, Department for Transport getting involved. Basically, government says jump and then they'll also tell you how high, especially when it comes to railways. I wouldn't necessarily always be looking to put the blame on the privatisation of the railways because they, the companies that do that are being asked to run a business effectively on such a fine margin that it's not really fair to lay all of the blame with them. We have to look at the puppet master behind that and that is pretty much the Department for Transport is government basically. So we can, for those of you that might don't care about railways, yeah, that's absolutely fine. But for those that are reading the mainstream media and want a good bash at the railways and, and greedy capitalism, blah, 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 fine. I'm just saying to you that from my time of being in, involved, having an active interest in the railways and some of the literature that I read regarding the railways, it's mainstream media. Surprise, surprise, uh, with their propaganda and their agenda, basically, uh, against privatisation of the railways. All of that being said, let's get off the political high horse somewhat. I just wanted to go through an example to show the differences here that we have between rail and flights. Now, let's just say for argument's sake, that this episode comes out on the 11th of May. Sorry to date stamp it. But let's just say you, you do some work and You've been called, you know, you live in and around London area and you've been called up to Aberdeen because we've got a a granite conference to attend in Aberdeen. Now, you've been told that the event is Wednesday, the 24th of May, Thursday, the 25th of May, and that your travel days are Tuesday, the 23rd of May and Friday, the 26th of May. Okay, but you booked in your hotel from Tuesday the 23rd up until Friday the 26th of May. 
So there we are. We're off to Aberdeen for a granite conference. And you've been given the choice of you can get there how you choose to get there. It's completely up to you. But by the way, it's not a company expense. You have got to pay for your own transport. Okay, fine. So that's that's laying the law down. So on Skyscanner, so let's just look at the flights first. On Skyscanner, we go for Tuesday the 23rd to Friday the 26th of May. We just type in London generically and we want a return from Aberdeen. And if we have a look here, the cheapest deal that we can get at the moment is 53 quid, 53 pounds. There are other deals available, uh, 56 pounds, 82 pounds, all with EasyJet. Uh, they all depart at different times. The cheapest option, just for argument, uh, departs from Gatwick, but then you fly back into Luton. Let's just say we go from the same airport, keep it fair. So from London Gatwick Airport, the cheapest flight you can get is £82 return. That's with EasyJet. Flat flies out at one twenty in the afternoon, lands in Aberdeen at fire, uh, 3 o'clock. That's a one hour 40 flight time. And then on the way back, flight leaves Aberdeen at 4.10 in the afternoon, lands in Gatwick at 5.50. Again, that's a one hour 40 flight time. That doesn't sound unreasonable in terms of time, and that's £82. But let's make this slightly... Uh, I'm going to add... Sorry, I'm going to add to that as well. I'm going to put British Airways in there as well, because normally British Airways, you get your luggage included. Uh, EasyJet, you may or may not get your luggage included. And again, trying to be fair as possible with, with this comparison. You can fly from Heathrow to Aberdeen. It leaves at seven o'clock in the morning. You get into Aberdeen at 8.35 in the morning and your return flight leaves Aberdeen at 7.55 in the evening, 9.20. You get back on that Friday. And that's a total of 116 pounds. So we have, just to recap, we're flying Tuesday, the 23rd of May. Flying back Friday, the 26th of May. The cheapest return flying to the same airport in London is Gatwick at £82 with EasyJet. And if you're doing British Airways, you would return or fly from and return to Heathrow. And that's £116. So, okay, doesn't sound unreasonable. Let's go to the trains. And for argument's sake, I'm going to say we are traveling from Gatwick Airport to Aberdeen. Let's just say you live right next to Gatwick Airport or you live in Crawley next door to Gatwick Airport. So we've got Gatwick Airport to Aberdeen. Quick look at the train times and what's going on. So again, at the time of recording, we could... Get potentially get a return for £204.70. That would involve going from Gatwick up to London St Pancras International, walking across to King's Cross. It's about a five-minute walk. Uh, and then 
from King's Cross, one train straight up to Aberdeen. Sounds great. In total, so I should point out that it's the same journey on the way back. Aberdeen to King's Cross, walk across the St Pancras, get the train down to Gatwick Airport. Two things here. Number one, the total travel time on the way there is eight hours and 20 minutes. Eight hours and 20 minutes. On the way back, eight hours and six minutes. And the cost of the ticket, £204.70. And, and again, this is at the time of recording this episode. That is bonkers. That difference is absolutely bonkers. And that's with split ticketing your trip as well. If you were to try and just walk up with no split ticketing, you're probably looking at a, a super off-peak return is £210.70. Appreciate there's a lot of numbers. I appreciate it's a podcast. Uh, it's not ideal. What I'm trying to say is, for this example, to fly from Gatwick to Aberdeen is £82 return, and it's going to take you an hour and 40 each way. Yes, there's a bit of time that you've got to spend at the airport. Let's just say you've got to spend, for argument's sake, you've got to take two hours before you travel. And let's just say it takes two hours to get from Aberdeen Airport to your accommodation. So four hours plus your five hours for uh, plus your one hour 40 flight. You've got to be in transit for a total of five hours and 40 minutes. And that's going to cost you £82 from Gatwick to Aberdeen. With the train, let's just say it takes you 20 minutes to get to Gatwick Airport Railway Station. So for the train on the way, and it takes you 10 minutes to get from Aberdeen Station to your hotel. So we're adding half an hour on basically. So for your train, you're gonna be in transit for about eight hours and 50 minutes. On the way back, you're going to be in transit for about eight hours and 35 minutes. And again, this is going to cost you on just a super off-peak return ticket. That's going to cost you £210. So do you see what we're dealing with here? We're dealing with £82 return with a, fl with a flight. And you're dealing with being in transit for about five hours, 40 minutes versus the more expensive route which is by train, and that's £210.70. But then also you're going to be in transit for three hours more on average. And if you are being told this is coming out of your own pocket, what are you going to be inclined to do? I would imagine you are going to be inclined to look at that flight and go, I'm going to fly because it costs less. Secondly, I'm actually in transit for a lot less time as well. There is just one example of the point I was, I didn't touch upon last week that maybe I should have done, but I'm touching upon this episode. Now, if you're green inclined, this is where the counter balances and this is where the environmental economics comes in. If you are so anti-flying and you're so pro-green, okay, fine. Let's just say you opt for the rail ticket. 
Okay, that's fine. But what if the what if they decide to strike that day, and your conference starts the following day? What are you going to do? The chances of you getting up to Aberdeen are, are minuscule if you're then looking by train, because again, the transit time's a lot longer. Yes, the planes might not run as well. Absolutely, maybe your flight to Aberdeen's cancelled. If your flight to Aberdeen's cancelled, then maybe you might end up on a flight to Edinburgh or Glasgow or Inverness. There might be options there. So there are pros and cons to both method of transport. And again, I'll reiterate, I am more of a train person. I would rather get the train all day, every day, to be perfectly honest. But the cost of doing that most of the time, I find is not productive, especially when comparing it to flying in as is with this example. So that's what you got to consider. And that's what's difficult to put a price on because again, all the eco people and carbon emissions people and climate change warriors chuck their toys out the pram and go, whoa, this is unfair, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Fine, I understand that to a point. Challenge is, if you want to make the rail network as green and as reliable as possible, I'm all for that, 100%. You're dealing with government, you're dealing with the bureaucratic nature of trying to get anything done. And by the way, should point out that most of the time when it comes to greener railway projects, you look at Great Western Railway electrification, uh, even HS2 to an extent, if you look at any green projects, you're dealing with a lot of bureaucracy. You are dealing with projects that are always seemingly um, severely under budgeted that take too much time to produce and to build and to function properly. Oh, by the way, most of that comes out of taxpayers' pocket. And I'm sure the taxpayers at some point are going to get to the stage where they're going to get incredibly fed up with all of this. And so be it. So there's, a, there's always a cost to doing that. And again, on top of all that, nine times out of 10, it costs more to get the train anyway. Uh, people, most people are going to be driven by currency. They're going to be driven by currency. They're also going to be driven by time as well. So if you don't care about time, but you're driven by saving your currency, saving as much cash as possible, for this example of Gatwick to Aberdeen, you're going to go and get the plane. If you are driven by time, as in, I want to be in transit for as little time as possible and whatnot, chances are you're still going to get the plane because you're going to be in transit for about three hours less. If you're also thinking, well, you know, what could go wrong? Uh, you know, I don't like the stress of going through the airport or, or anything like that. Uh, yeah, OK, understandable, but you're still looking at something that's much cheaper and that's going to take less time to get from A to B, even if you've got to go through airport security, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Of course, if you've got an outright fear of flying, then understandable, you're going to take the train. I, I get that. I accept that. I understand that. But there is the ultimate conundrum. And we could go more in depth into railways. We really, really could. Challenge that we've got, again, with the railways is that the unions and everyone, the system's pretty much broken. But people are shooting themselves in the foot. People want a greener, cleaner world. I get that. And that fine. You know, we can constructively work towards that moving forward. Perfectly understandable. But we should not do that. And we cannot do that at the expense of just going cold turkey to oil, gas, fuel 
et cetera, et cetera, right now. Absolutely not. It's just not going to happen. It shouldn't happen, but we're being forced down that route. Unfortunately, when you are forced down that route, what that means is that the price of something shoots up considerably, absolutely shoots up considerably. And the average punter will not want to pay for that because most people are, are cash driven. How much cash can I save? I want to get a bargain. I want to get from A to B as cheaply as possible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And in this example of using Gatwick to Aberdeen, it's cheaper to fly by plane, but also it's more time efficient to fly by plane. It's, it's a win-win for the plane versus the train in this scenario. And I'm sure you could do it from possibly Gatwick to or London to Inverness. You could possibly do it from Edinburgh. You could possibly do it from Glasgow. The reason I say possibly with them two is actually when the rail networks are working properly, uh, going from London to Edinburgh by train is actually quite a nice journey by train. And when you factor in airport times, actually it might work out more time efficient to do it by train. Yes. But then you've got to look at the the actual cost of, of the ticket. We could go round and round and round in circles with this. We really could. But the point of this particular episode was to say a big thank you to the people that criticised last week's episode and to also share this example with you. And I appreciate it might be quite a lot of numbers for a podcast, but the point being that plane versus train in the UK, predominantly, it's going to be more cost-effective to get the plane from A to B. And a majority of the time, it's also going to be more time effective to get the plane from A to B. And that even includes taking time to get to and from the airport and waiting in the airport as well for all of that sort of stuff. Most of the time, it's going to be cheaper and more time efficient to utilize the plane rather than the train. I'm Rob. This is the Property Nomads podcast. Hasta luego. Mm-hmm.